Welcome to episode 9 of the N1 with EJ podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian, coming to you from the palatial Christian estates. No, not really palatial, but you know what I mean. I'm just trying to be funny, of course, man. Guys, it's, it's, it's Tuesday. I'm tired, man. Long day. I didn't get any sleep. Uh, I had to take my kid to the, to the doctor today because apparently he's had a stomach bug. So I came home from school. I basically kept, I basically kept both kids home from school today. Uh, so then how much, you know, you know, had to be, you know, dad duties today and on, on three hours of sleep. It's not fun. It cut my day a little bit, but hey, look, you get, kids come first, man. You gotta take care of, of what's necessary and the priorities. My priorities, my family first before anything else. Anyway, on today's podcast, as always, we do five takes, five observations, five thoughts, five, whatever you want to call it. As we look into the National Basketball Association, and we're, we're getting close to playoff time, guys. We're, we're only a month and a half away. I Not even, like, what, like five weeks, I think, if you do the, do the math right now. Um, I tweeted last night on, on, on Twitter, and I'm so excited about the playoffs. Can't wait for the start. Um, and all these matchups you get every night. The NBA season, is, 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 uh, it's, 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 uh, it's been a very fun year, wide open year. And still got more things to talk about. A lot of things, a lot of storylines still very intriguing to bite off. You know, a lot of meat on the bone. Um, as you get closer to mid-April and the uh, my favorite time of year, I it's like I always tell folks, uh, you know, the NBA playoffs is like Christmas to me, man. It's always it's always a fun time. It's always uh, um, it's it's my favorite time of year, man. Like I you know I love the NFL obviously too, but NBA basketball is still my number one. So let's get to it right now. Let's get to the uh, couple of takes here. I mean, want to start on a serious note here because this story is now turned much more serious in recent weeks and. You know, I'm very concerned. Cause I'm, I am rooting for this guy to do well. I'm rooting for this guy to, to, to do big things, and I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy. But, you know, little by little, little by little, you're seeing, you're seeing a, a little bit of a, a bad pattern here. I mean, one, I'm nipping in the bud now. But we got we to gotta talk about it, man. We got to talk about John Morant. You know, very concerned now. The latest thing now, of course, is a sudden investigation. He was on IG, on Instagram Live, and he was at a strip club brandishing a gun on video. Um, he since took two two games away from the team. Um, that's now turned to an indefinite leave. I don't know. If, I think that's a either a team decision or his decision. I know the two team two games away. I believe was his decision, of course. But um, like I said, we're seeing a bad pattern here now with John Morant, and I, you know, it looks like I'm rooting for the guy. You know, again, the company that you keep ultimately, you know, is going to reflect a lot on how you make decisions. And I'm not sitting here dogging his boys, man, but you hear these little stories, and whether they're true or not true, it's definitely, it feels like a smoke is a fi- smoke is fire situation, you know, and I don't want to sit and double down, because I'm sure he's heard all the pleas from people in, in media, you know, the Jalen, by the way, Jalen Rhodes' uh, uh, um, uh, thoughts on this on Saturday, uh, NBA comp, that was fantastic, um, couldn't say any better, I wish I, I wish I could put the audio here, actually, to be honest with you, but, um, you, you know, his thoughts on it obviously was, was fantastic. And, you know, and a lot of people's thoughts is, it's good. So he knows, he, he already, I, I'm assuming he knows anyway. I am just, you know, I am praying his dad, T. Moran. I know, I know T. Moran is very much involved in his son's life. I mean, they're obviously neighbors and they're, you know, best friends. But remember, T, you're, you're his father first. And you, if you're seeing these things happening, you need to step in and make sure that he's on the up and up. Because, look, he's going to fuck up his money. That's the, that's the, that's the bottom line, and I hate to cuss him on that, but let's be real. You know, he's about to mess up his money, and he's he's uh, you know John Morant is going to probably make hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars in the years to come. He's twenty three years old. You know, he's the face of the, uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's his team's a contender now. He, endorsements. He's well liked. 
But these things here, you know, you have to be very careful. The, you know, again, this is kind of like a strike two. Not saying the career is over, but you start seeing a pattern here. Teams are going to be less resistant to trust you. Okay, they don't have to pay you money. All it takes is one one bad incident to go to go awry, and you're done. You see the stories. You see the horror stories. So John Morant, please, I beg of you to turn things around, please. And I'm, I'm begging the father to get involved. And look, even the boys out with him, like if you know better, step in there. You know, there's no need for the, to 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 act all hard and thuggish and all. You don't need that, man. Be cor- be a cornball like me. And <laughs> be a cornball like Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson is a cornball. Yeah, he's filthy rich. Hopefully, you know, hopefully turns things around next year in the NFL. And if so, Hall of Famer. Um, and he also smashes Ciara. He also is married to Ciara. So there you go. Hmm. John Morant. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing good that comes out of acting hard and trying to get that, that lifestyle. There's nothing good about it at all. I don't see why you need to lean on that. This, 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 you know, you know, you're not a sellout. You're, you're doing the right thing. You're, you, have, you have a daughter. You have, you have kids also. You have a kid also too on top of that. So move forward and correct this, man. Seriously. All right, next next thing on uh, on this, um, we I was watching first take today, and I I, lo- I actually love this topic. I, just, I stole this topic from the first take, and it was a topic between um, it was debated between uh, there was Stephen A. Smith, uh, J.J. Reddick, of course, of course, Kendrick Perkins, and uh, they were talking about which team has more at stake moving forward, the 76ers or the Celtics. Now, obviously, the Celtics are in a bit of a struggle now. I'm a little worried about this team moving forward because, you know, the last couple of weeks have been kind of a little up and down, a little volatile, a little reverse of last year. Remember last year, they started slow and they ended the year hot. This year, a little bit reverse. They started the year hot and they ended the year a little more in the, uh, in, a little bit in the mud. Um, look, I think this team's still a top contender. I'll give them that. So this team, obviously, you know, you look at Jason Tatum, you look at Jalen Brown, you know, the, arguably the two best, the, the best one-two tandem in the league. Certainly, in terms of scoring, they're fantastic. Um, and but there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of things about Tatum. I'm, you know, I'm still on the fence with. You know, he's a top ten player. Jalen Brown, top twenty player in the league, maybe fifteen. Um, and the, yes, there's, there's worries with the Celtics now. There's still a little bit of worries. But I'm going to still tell you the team has more at stake here between the two is the Seventy Sixers. Let me tell you why, because they're year to year at this point. Like obviously, I've, I said before in the past that this the teams in a two year window when they when they resign Harden to that short deal, which is a good deal. Um, it was a one on one, obviously. Um, he can he, he can Dave Trump could opt out this year. There's already rumors circling that he may want to go back to Houston again. I don't know why he'd do that. If if if, if the idea is to win titles, then why why would you want to go back to Houston? Why would you why, why would you stay in Philadelphia and win it with with the Embiid company? You know, Doc Rivers obviously too. You know, I've, I've been one of the biggest critics of Doc Rivers. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of his, but he's. I've never seen a guy that live off, live off of one title that happened 15 years ago, <laughs> um, and uh, and is still considered a top coach. You know, you've seen some of the some of the worst meltdowns in NBA history under his watch. Um, and to me, he may not be the coach much longer, which could be a good thing actually for the Sixers. I I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad fit for the Sixers, but a lot of folks I talk to not a big fan of his either. And of course, Joel Embiid. And look to Joel Embiid's credit, he's been very healthy. He's been very healthy. The uh, the last couple of years, but no, that's a very healthy. I mean, that's, that's in comparison to his earlier career. He's maintained health. He's maintained, uh, um, played more games than he's, than he's not. Um, so, but there's a lot more volatility in Philadelphia than there's in Boston. At least with Boston, even, even if they make the finals or miss the finals this year, you still feel confident at least in the next year or two with that core uh, of Tatum and Brown that they're at least a Eastern Conference Finals uh, contender. 
or MA Finals contender, obviously MA, MA Finals contender as well too. With Philadelphia, it can open up in, in a second. With Embiid's health, not saying I'm not wishing that obviously because I love I love Joel Embiid, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, and but you know, have the Embiid injuries, you have James Harden's uh, possibility of leaving the team, and you have Doc Rivers and where he goes. And so the Sixers to me have more at stake because their their window is pretty much year to year, and it's year to year for the next two years. And it's assuming that Harden comes back next year, assuming you want him back, and assuming Doc Rivers comes back, and assuming you want him back as well too. So I will say there's more volatility when it comes to the. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers and Burnley Love than it is in Boston. At least in Boston, you have, you have an idea that Tatum and Brown is your future for the next two, three, four, five years. At least you know that. And that's a, at least in that case, uh, that's, you know, is why Philadelphia tips the scale as a team with more stake right now as we get closer to the NBA playoffs. All right, my third take of this show today. Um, the New York Knicks. They're, they're a fun story. They are a fun story. I spoke about them on the podcast last week. They have won, I believe, nine in a row. They haven't lost a game since the All-Star break. Hottest team in the league right now currently. Um, great story. Jalen Brunson, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, value contract. People thought it was a bad deal for the Knicks, and he is so far overplayed. The, he's played out, played that value. He's played on top of the value of that of that deal. Julius Randle's having, having a great year. I've played every game this year. Um, you know, you saw quickly on against Boston on 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 uh, on Sunday, but let's keep it real, Knicks fans. You know, Knicks tape, Bing Bong, the whole nine. I get that, but let's keep it real, Knicks fan. I'm gonna warn you because you did this. Y- y'all did this crap two years ago. We back, we're back. Said that I remember my buddy uh, Corey Vasquez. It was a, it was a bit of my podcast before in the past. Um, I, 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 you know, he's a big Knicks fan. I told him, I warned him. You know, listen, you know, it's, it's a fun story, and you know, but also measure your expectations too. This team is still the, no, this team is still the one and done team in the, in, the, in the playoffs once they're done, because there's no way in hell they beat Milwaukee in the seven game series. There's no way in hell they beat Boston. I know they beat Boston twice in the last week. Seven game series with, with, with adjustments, Boston will come to play. Um, the, the, I don't think they're better Philadelphia either. They have no, they have no answer in Bead in the middle. Okay, okay. Cleveland is the only team in the four at the top four. I can see maybe New York pushing back, and even then, I, I if you ask me right now, in right now, uh, you know. Um, Guns my head. Who wins that series? I, I say, Cavs in seven. Maybe Cavs in six. Um, but much better talent. Top tier talent. You know, much much larger ceiling. But the next future is bright. It's a bright future. All I'm saying is to measure the expectations. Measure it because you don't want to get let down like you were last two years ago when you guys thought you guys were ready to go and do all this and you had home court advantage against the against the Hawks in the first round and then Trey Young stole your lunch money. That's, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be that be a good friend and to step in there and let you guys know slow down you're a good team playoff team excited it's great to see New York basketball on the map again you know I, I, I'll tell you a story a little bit of story behind that I'm a New Yorker I'm born in New York uh, born in Brooklyn um, was never a Knicks fan but in those years but I was a big Patrick Ewing fan and in those years when the Heat were not a playoff contender necessarily. They made a playoffs like twice in the first like six years in the league. In those years, um, when the Knicks were going to the conference finals, NBA finals, you know, I was I rooted for them because I hated I hated the Bulls. I hated Michael Jordan the Bulls. Now Jordan's great all the time. I, I I'm not arguing that, but I hated the Bulls. So therefore, um, I rooted for the Knicks to, to win those win those Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals that Houston all that. Just just for Ewing. And then once the Heat Knicks rivalry got launched in, in the late nineties. Obviously, you know, my and then added with the fact that the way the, the Knicks treat Patrick Ewing 
when he got traded and booted out of New York on great unceremoniously. You know, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I've had kind of a disdain, not a hatred for the Knicks, but I had a little bit of a disdain for the, for the Knicks in the franchise. And I can't stand James Dolan. Let's be real. James Dolan's a piece of shit. Let's be real. The owner. But, that being said, you know, I, I got a little soft spot for the Knicks to some degree. I got a little soft spot for the Knicks. And, you know, it, it, they've been bad long enough. And the league is fun when, when they're at least relevant. I'm not saying title contender, but at least relevant. I mean, talk about a team that has won an NBA Finals in 50 years. You know, so good on y'all, but just temper down the expectations. All right, let's get to the fourth take of this N one EJ podcast. The fourth take on the on the docket here. The Suns are three zero with uh, Kevin Durant in the lineup. I'm not sold though. I'm not completely sold on them as a final win the finals yet. I'm not saying they're, they're not going to win it. I'm not saying they can't and all that. I, I, I just see... I, I have concerns still. So that's, that's not... I'm not sitting there trying to, you know, talk shit and say, ah, oh, they not, have no chance. No, they do. And in fact, I, they won... They, look, they won the favorites. You had Kevin Durant to your team, you're, you're, you're in a conversation. But they are concerns. There are a lot of concerns that have this team still. I look I look at the team like... I look at the team, for example... Um, uh, you know the roster. Like obviously Booker and Dan Booker and Kevin Durant, obviously but one of the best one-two punches right now in the league right now. That's on paper. Um, DeAndre Ayton for the most part been solid. But the, the the thing I was concerned about. This is why I was saying when it, when the deal happened that my number one concern about when you, and this is what happens when you when you you get a top tier star, a top three guy, top two guy really in a, in a Durant that you lose a chunk of your depth. And you're seeing that here. That depth is missed for a little bit with Phoenix. And one of the things with the Suns for the last couple of years that has propelled to being in the conversation, remember they were in the finals the final two years ago and had been best team in the West last year, was their depth. You know, they had Chris Paul and Devin Booker, yes, but their depth was the thing that always was the reason why they were always a 61-plus team every year. So their depth now is being, is being shown to be an issue. Um, could the guys they have on, on that roster step up? Absolutely. We'll see what happens there. But I gotta see it first to believe it. All I'm saying is this: Phoenix Suns is not. Look, I'm not gonna sit here and say they're not a contender. They're, yes, you asked me, are they, are, they, are they a final contender? Absolutely. But are they the front runners? Are they the, the heavy favorites? Hell no. Chris Paul looks old. Chris Paul looks a little older. Um, they need they, they need to find another guard to firm some of those minutes behind him. Can Chris Paul hold up? Can he stay healthy? And look, I hate to say, I, I don't want to be that, that guy, but I'm gonna say it. What if Durant gets hurt again? That depth now we talk about again. That's a problem, okay? Um, and it, it, without Durant, they're not beating Denver or Memphis with Jaw back in the lineup. And and I don't I don't think they even beat the Lakers honestly. You know when LeBron gets back. So all I'm saying is with the Suns, just be very careful. You know, don't don't let's not anoint this team as the runaway favorites in the Western Conference or to win the finals. Right, right matter. It's, it's a, it was a great acquisition, but it comes with risks. It does. All right. Finally, last take of the episode of N1 with EJ. This is, I believe, episode number nine of this show. I'm very, this has been a very good ride so far. Um, and last week we, we did the show, we were concerned about the Lakers because LeBron James gets hurt. He's going to be out a couple weeks. Who knows the rest of the year? Who knows? And I said, probably they could be done. Well, the Lakers have held on pretty well in the last couple weeks, that last week or so. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, obviously he's healthy and when he's healthy, it makes a big difference. The Lakers are hanging around. The Lakers are right now in the Western Conference as we record this podcast. They're still eleven. They're still number eleven in the uh, in the uh, in the West, but they are right now tied 
in a three-way tie for a ninth spot um, with Utah and Portland. I don't expect Portland and Utah to maintain. We'll see. Dame Lillard, Utah's roster, we'll see. Um, look, I, I think the Lakers, as long as AD's healthy, they'll crack the play-in. Right now, they are um, two and a half back right now. I'm reading this now. Two and a half back in for the sixth seed behind Minnesota. Okay? And... Minnesota's starting to play what much better basketball now. Um, we, I, now, granted, we, do, do we know where uh, when can't Anthony Downs come back? We'll see. Um, for the stretch run, we'll see. Um, I, I, look, I, I I still think it's hard to see this team leapfrog one, two, three, four, five teams just to get to the sixth seed. You know, the Clippers now fell as fall into the playing situation now too. Also, at some point, they'll figure it out. Maybe Dallas in the seventeen now. So. I don't I don't know if I see the Lakers leapfrogging the Clippers and the Mavericks, first off. I don't. But again, I've been wrong before. Um, but I do think the Lakers are a playing team. You know, their goal should be getting to the seven eight spot so they have the two cracks at the uh, playoffs. It's supposed to get to a nine ten spot where they lose the first game, they're done. Um but I'm not I'm I won't come out. In fact, I I'd be honestly as remember remember the caveat here, as long as AD's healthy um, I feel confident they'll be in the uh, at least in the play-in. So there's that for the Lakers and all that. And that's what we'll do for this week's episode of And One with EJ on the Hull Up podcast feed, Hull Up Incorporated. Again, I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian, coming to you on March, is it March 7th today? Yeah, March 7th, 2023. So until the next episode, and my bad, guys, I'm getting healthy now, too, especially. So, <laughs> I talk about that on my, on my main podcast. Check it out on Earthing Podcast, on any podcast catcher, or on my YouTube page at youtube.com slash at Ernest Christian. That's E-A-R-N-E-S-T. Um, see you guys soon. And uh, enjoy this episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. And see you next week. Later.